praise. We've come to give God glory. Amen, amen, amen. If you can turn to your Bible, I've given him the scriptures already. You can turn to 2 Chronicles. We're going to start chapter 20, verse 1. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. I'm going to get right to it. I promise you I won't be long. We'll be out of here by 8. Amen. If you have it, somebody say amen. And it came to pass after this that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them some Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came, then there, then came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea from Syria, and behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar, hope I said that right. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek unto the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to seek help of Jehovah. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I want to go to verse 14. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, I hope I say that right, my goodness, the son of Je Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. I want us to keep going. Let's go to 16. There you go. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, I can shout on that just alone. Go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Let's go to verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 22. And when they begin to sing, and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Amen, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. If you don't know what smitten means, they were done with. They were killed. They were, God took care of that. And I just want to talk to you tonight, the producing power of praise. The producing power power of praise. Amen. I've come with my mind made up that I'm not going to sit here, but I'm going to give God praise with everything that I got. 
You may be seated tonight. Thank you, Lord. I've learned that in life that we sometimes find that the place that we are mentally, we are physically, we are emotionally, materially, and even spiritually, that it is not the place that we had believed we would be in. I've learned that, we, that we've had plans, we've made plans for life, we've made some decisions for our lives, and I've found that the things that we have decided to do sometimes just doesn't happen the way that we have planned for it to happen. That life would have had more in store for us or maybe that the idea of what we had, the high hopes and the, the big dreams for our lives just didn't turn out the way I thought it would. But some of us here can look around at our life and we can realize that our lives have not panned out the way that we thought it would have panned out to be. Life has done a number on us. And now our dreams our aspirations are now lying on the floor of yesterday. I've learned that we've cried and we've prayed but never really got it in our spirits that we're going to go through things and at some point things are going to get better. Instead, we've adjusted, we've adjusted our dreams. We've adjusted our hopes to accommodate what we, where we're at today and we stop pushing we stop pressing. We stop wanting for more and somehow thinking that it would get better to just accept the status quo. To just accept where we're at than to press toward the mark that seems to be out of our ability and out of our grasp. Instead, we, we quit in mid-stroke. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here tonight. We, we stop in mid-stroke and that, that mid-struggle, we give up and we look to the nearest place to sit and rest. And, and as we sit there, we see and we watch time and things pass us by. The reason why we do that is because we feel so frustrated by life and we just give up. Bear with me for just a moment. I'm just setting a foundation for where I want to get to today. And the reason why this is is because... Many people fail to realize that in order to prevail over life's difficulties, it's necessary to first cry out to God for help and praise him while you're waiting for his deliverance. We have, we have this mentality and this mindset that we need to wait until it happens. We need to wait until God does what he needs to do. But, 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 but we don't give God the praise that he deserves. And I want to encourage somebody here tonight that, uh, that, that we need to shift our mentality. We need to shift the way we think. And we need to start giving God the praise that he deserves. Because the fact is, when stuff is not going the way you planned for it to go, that's not the time for you to wait and see what God is going to do. That's the time to understand that God must be up to something. And because he's up to something, I'm going to praise him until it happens. 
That's not the time for us to sit around and diagnose the situations that we go through. That's not the time to just sit there and watch it happen. But that's the time that when you're going through the trial, when you're going through the sickness, that's the time to lift up your hands and lift up your head and say, God, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. That means you just don't praise him on Sunday. You got to wake up on Monday when life hits us and you still got to praise him. That means you don't stop on Monday, but on Tuesday, you've got to have something on the inside of you that says, I will bless the Lord. Praise. Praise, Brother Dana, is not an emotional escapade. Yes, it involves emotion. It's not just something we do just to do. You know, many times when I tell people where I go to church, you know the first thing they tell me? Oh, that church. Y'all run around the aisles like a track. I had a friend tell me, y'all, y'all shout too loud. That's too much for me because the church that I go to, Brother Joshua illustrated it just fine. We just stand around. The priest tells us to stand up and sit down. Stand up and sit down. But I told him that's not the kind of church that I go to. I stand up because I feel the presence of the Lord. Because you don't know, like I know, what the Lord has done for me. So when I come into the house of God, there's got to be a shout in my mouth. There's got to be a praise on my lips. Let me tell somebody that part of the problem is our response to what life brings us. How it treats you. Part of the problem is our reaction to life itself. Part of the problem is that you won't praise God in spite of. Maybe that's just on my, on my street. <sighs> Sometimes when life hits us, uh, we don't praise him in spite of. We all know the saying, when praises go up. Can I tell you that there's so much power in your praise? There's so much power in lifting your voice in spite of. Can I tell you, there's so much power in your hand clap when you don't feel like clapping. There's power when you shout, when you don't feel like shouting. There's power when you run, when you don't feel like running. There's power when you leap, when you're going through a sickness. Can I tell you, there is power in your praise. Praise can call the walls to call, come down. Just ask Joshua. Praise can stop the fury of fire. Just ask the three Hebrew boys. Praise can quench the appetite of a lion. Just ask Daniel. What are you trying to say, Brother Matt? That there's power in your praise. Understand that when I tell you that praise has productive power. 
It has the power to change. It has the power to shift. It has the power to mess up the devil. Can I tell you that praise confuses the enemy? Can I tell you that when you praise, something in the atmosphere changes. It changes. It confuses the enemy when you praise God. I want to challenge somebody here tonight that you're going through something. You want to stand up on your feet and begin to praise him with everything that you got. You want to make a, you got to say, I'm going to confuse the enemy right now. You want to confuse the enemy with your shout. You want to confuse the enemy with your praise. There's power when you praise him. Scripture tells us, Brother John, Pastor John, that Jehoshaphat was scared. He was afraid. He was afraid for what he was about to encounter. He was afraid for the multitude that he was about to face in battle. But it says he set his face to seek the Lord. <laughs> I love it. I love how Jehoshaphat be, uh, came before the Lord. He was powerless against that great multitude. He said, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know what we're going to do, but my eyes are staying on you, Jesus. I don't know. And that's the mentality that we need to have. We need to say, God, I don't know how you're going to bring me out of this, but my eyes are going to stay on you. I'm not going to take my eyes off of you, but my eyes will always be on you. Your praise produces power. The scripture shows it. Jehoshaphat knew. He says, you know what? I'm about to change how we're about to approach this battle. Because I understand the power of praise. That's why you just don't push away when the praise singers and the worship leader, whoever that may be, is leading you in worship like Brother Josh did tonight. Don't disregard the praise and the worship because praise and worship has power to shift the atmosphere. And Jehoshaphat knew the power that praise produced. He says, you know what? Why don't we just send the singers in front of the soldiers? Matter of fact, uh, piano player, why don't you get in front of the soldiers and why don't you begin playing? Praise produces something. It's, it's easy to jump around and shout when everything's going great. It's another thing when you've lost a loved one and still praise them. It's another thing to try to praise them when the electricity's out in your house. It's another thing to try to praise them when all hell is breaking loose in your family. But when you can praise them in spite of, when you can praise them when everything's going crazy, when you can lift up your hand, can I tell you, God sees you. God sees your faithfulness. God sees you for what you're doing. Don't give up. Don't stop, but keep pressing. Because there's power 
in your praise. And it produces something when you praise him. In the scriptures it says that they sent out Judah before the army. Jehoshaphat sent out praise because Judah means praise. And when you lift up a Judah, when you lift up a praise, it produces something. How do you know that, Brother Matt? Let me give you scripture behind that. Let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1. The sons of Judah, Perez, Hezron, and Carmi, and Hur, and Shobah. Let's start with the first son. Judah produced a son named Perez. Perez means breach, cut off, divider. Listen to me tonight when I tell you that when you praise God, he begins to cut off things that you don't even know is hanging on to you. When you begin to praise him, he, he begins, he, he creates a dividing line between you and the enemy that, oh, that has designed to kill you, to try to destroy you. When you praise God, it's produced a Perez. It's produced a cutoff. It's produced a divide. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. In John chapter 10, verse 10, if Jesus' intention is for you to have life more abundantly, then that's enough reason to praise him right there. That's enough reason to lift him up. Why? Because when you and Judah hook up, when you and Judah get together, when you and praise connect, something is produced out of that. Every time the enemy tries to, de to, to derail you from the plan of God in your life, uh, there's a Perez uh, that throws him off course. Every time he tries to block you from reaching your full potential in God, your Perez steps in and cuts off the onslaught and the very point of contact where the enemy is trying to take you off. When you hook up with praise, when you connect with praise, there's a productive power that comes out of that. Let's talk about Hezron. I'm going to move as quickly as possible. Hezron means surround. It means shield. When you hook up with Judah, it will produce a shield. Isaiah 59, 19, when the enemy comes in like a flood. Oh, y'all hear me. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit and the Lord will lift up a standard, a shield, a safeguard against him. That's why when you praise him, you better understand when you praise him, it's creating a shield. It's creating something that will stop the enemy. 
I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to praise him and watch him produce. Psalms 91 says he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Understand that Hezron blocks all the fury darts of the enemy. He's a shield. He can shield you so that you won't see the darts even coming at you. Can I tell you, there's been moments because you've praised God in the midst of your circumstance that when the darts have come at you, you didn't even know they were coming at you because God says, don't worry about that, baby. You just keep sleeping. I'm going to take care of the enemy when you don't even know the enemy's coming at you. Hezron is a shield. Your praise can take you to another place, into the deep places with God. It can take you to places that can protect you from the enemy. It'll take you to places that will cover you. I don't know about you, but I love to praise God and I pray that every time I praise him that the darts and the things that are trying to come at me, there's a shield that's blocking everything that tries to come at me. Not only that, but my children, my family. Think about your children when you're praising God. The Bible says praise them for the generations to come. you got to praise them for grandchildren that you don't even have yet. Oh, y'all not hearing me. That's why we can't be cute tonight. I'm praising, for, I'm praising God for grandchildren that I don't even have yet. Praise him for the generations to come. You gotta praise him for generations that aren't even here yet. For your children's children's children. Let's go to Carmi. Man, that sounds gangster. Carmi. That sounds mafia. Carmi means vine dresser, harvester. Let me say this first and foremost. There's a difference between a farmer and a vine dresser, a harvester. A farmer harvests his own crop. But a vine dresser, harvester, harvests that which he did not plant. Not only that, but he just doesn't just do it when he gets ready. Understand that harvest time comes in its own season. You just you don't just harvest whenever you want to, but it has to be done in its own season. Here's the point, that when you hook up with praise, it will produce a karma. In other words, as a result of your praise, God will put you in a season of harvest. God will put you in a place of inheritance that which you did not necessarily deserve. 
The Bible calls that grace, Brother Dana. That's what we call grace. But another word for it is favor. I can stand up and say I'm favored. Come on, anybody favored in this place? I thought you would praise him right there. You got you didn't deserve it, but thank God I got favor. You didn't deserve what you got, but thank God for favor. Oh, somebody ought to run on that right there. Somebody ought to dance on that right there. I didn't deserve it, but thank God for your favor. I'm moving quickly. Praise, praise. When you praise him, God will cause blessings that you don't even deserve to come your way. Let me tell you something else about seasons. Why can't we tell the difference? God said, I'm trying to tell you to stop looking at the seasons and waiting for them to change. Why? Because your season's already here. Some of you are waiting for the season to change, but God says it's already here. I just need you to praise me and watch me turn. Oh, y'all not hearing me. Some of us are waiting for the next season, but God says your season is right now. God's telling you, praise me right now. And I promise you, the things that you didn't even think were going to come to pass, I'm going to give it to you in the midst of your praise. Folks will begin to look at you. Your neighbors and your friends and your co-workers will begin to look at you and wonder, how did you? How come you got that? How come you're walking in favor? How come your household is saved? It's not because of what you've done or who you are, but it's simply because of your praise that produced a carmi. It's because of your praise that carmi, because of carmi, it will cause folks to look at you funny. Because of carmi, people will start to look at you and say, how did you get that? We've got to learn to praise them in spite of. Because the power and the things that praise produces will stop the enemy. Blessings will come forth. Folks are going to, they won't believe the favor that God has shown you. But let them trip. Let them wonder. Let them wonder. And if they get jealous, say, if you can have what I have too. If you would just praise the God that I serve. Because my God still lives. (laughs) My God is still a healing God. My God is still a saving God. My God is still a delivering God. Anybody testify that that's you? Can anybody stand up and say, I've been healed. I've been delivered. I've been saved. Thank God for your grace. Jesus. Let's talk about Let's talk about her. H U R. 
Her means liberty. When you hook up with praise, when you hook up with Judah, it will produce liberty. And the thing I like about liberty is that uh, liberty frees us from the opinions of others. Can I say that again? (laughs) When you praise him, it will free you from the opinion of others. What does that mean? Let me make it clear. You'll get to the point that you don't care what so-and-so thinks about you. That you'll praise him with everything you've got like you've lost your mind. Because you understand what you had to get through to get to the place that you're at. Nobody's opinion will matter when you praise When you praise him, it will create liberty inside of you. It will create a liberty that says whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I've got liberty to dance. I've got liberty to shout. I'm trying to give somebody understanding that we just don't praise God just to shout, just to dance, that there's reason behind our praise. When you connect with Judah, it will produce a her liberty that will free you from your past. I don't know who I'm talking to here, but the Lord's telling you, forget about your past. Forget about what you've done wrong and the things that have happened in your past. God says, just praise me and I will wipe that slate clean. I will put it to the point that you'll now never remember it again. So you don't need to remember it. God says, lift up your hands, lift up your head and give me praise. When we connect with Judah, it will produce liberty that will free us from the pain from our past. Can I tell you, and I said it just right now, there is nothing free in life except for salvation. He whom the Son sets free is free. Indeed, when you connect with Judah, it will produce liberty. But understand that the liberty that he gives you ain't free. This is what I'm trying to say. That sometimes in the midst of your praise, you've got to fight to get free. You have to fight to get free. Sometimes you got to fight to get free from distraction. You got to fight to get free from disruption. You got to fight to be free from disappointment. You got to fight to be free from the addiction. You got to fight to be free. That's why praise and worship is so important in the life of a believer. That praise is our weapon.
2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You can't fight this spiritual battle physically. You've got to get spiritual. You've got to get on your knees and begin to pray and begin to fast and begin to praise God. This is how I fight my battle. I don't fight it physically. I fight it with my hands lifted up. I fight it with praise. I fight it. When was the last time you truly praised God with everything inside of you? Where nothing mattered. Time didn't matter. The place that you were doing it didn't matter. Have you ever found yourself so engulfed in the presence of God? I remember one time I was in a car wash. And I was listening to my favorite song. It was that song that just kind of gets you going. Brings tears to your eyes, Brother, Brother Jeremiah. You get lost and didn't realize that the car wash is over and you're still praising God. Can I tell you uh, that praise uh, is not dictated by the environment that you're in? I don't care where you're at. You can be in your kitchen. You can be in your shower singing off key and giving God praise. It does not matter where you're at. But when you feel it, you've got to let it go. When you feel the presence of God, you've got to let out a shout. Because can I tell you, in the midst of wherever you're at, God will produce breakthrough. Our praise is a weapon. Our praise is a weapon. Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, casting out down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Praise is the weapon that we use to get through the hell and havoc that the enemy tries to bring our way. It's through our encounter and our experience with praise that we're able to produce her. We're able to produce a Carmine. We're able to produce things that free us got to learn to praise him through the hell and havoc. We've got to learn to praise him through the sickness and pain. I remember, and I don't like doing this, but I remember when my dad was on his deathbed in the hospital. He learned to praise him through the sickness and pain. Over 50 tumors in his body that were protruding out of his body. Many of you saw him. Many of you witnessed that. Going through chemo and radiation at the same time, a hole the size of a basketball was cut in his body. 
as I stood there in the hospital room, he began to lift up his hands with death around the corner. He says, God, you've done too much for me not to praise you in the midst of this sickness and pain. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out praising the God that saved me, that redeemed me, that set me free. I wonder if anybody can give him praise because you understand how good he's been to you. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm done. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place. I want to know if somebody can really stand up on your feet and give God a crazy praise. We don't need music. We don't need a drum beat. We don't need a piano. But I wonder if we can praise Him right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on. Praise is contagious. Praise is contagious. Come on, that's it. Come on. uh, I know you may be tired. You've had a long day, but praise will get you out of that mess. Come on, if you have nothing to praise Him for, praise Him for your children. Praise Him for your grandchildren. Praise Him for your family members. Come on, that's it. Come on, your praise is producing. It's producing a blessing. It's producing a shield. It's producing a harvest for you. Come on, I want to invite everybody if you can. I want you to come to this altar. Don't wait on the music, uh, but as you come, I want you just to praise him. I want you to lift up your voice. Let's create an atmosphere in this place for breakthrough. Come on, there's producing power in your praise. There's producing power in your praise. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. You can shout as loud as you want to. You can praise him as loud as you want to. But just understand when you praise him, it's producing something. Come on, your praise is a weapon. Come on, your praise is a weapon. It's producing a shield. It's producing a blessing. Come on, that's it, Revival Church. Stir it up. Come on, stir it up. That's it, stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Come on, you've come too far not to praise him. He's brought you too far not to praise him. He's brought you too far not to shout. He's brought you too far. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, there's somebody next to you. 
begin to pray with him. There's somebody next to you. Begin to encourage him. God, I've come too far. I've come too far. That's it, Revival Church. Uh, come on, let's get a little bit. Come on, let's get deeper. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, it's producing. It's producing a breakthrough. It's producing a healing. It's producing. That praise is a producer. That praise is a producer of miracles. That praise is a producer of deliverance. Come on, if there's somebody around you that needs prayer, if there's somebody around you, just lay your hands on them. Begin to pray with him. Begin to encourage Come on, that's it. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter into his courts with praise. Praise is not silent. Praise is not quiet. Come on, that's it. Walls are coming down right now. Walls are breaking loose right now with your praise. Something is, chains are breaking right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, I hear a sound. I hear a sound of praise. I hear a sound of breakthrough. I hear the sound of chains falling. That's it. That's it.